hello, hello. Greetings and salutations. And what the fuck is up, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, Jay, otherwise known as the Big Fat Nightmare. Uh, nobody calls me that anymore. They just call me Knight. I will be your host. I will be your boy. I will be your love interest. And yes, I am a rookie podcaster. This is the inaugural number one episode of the podcast called Hostile Environment. And I'm going to lay all my cards on the table right off the bat uh, as in format and content and what you can expect to hear. Um, I'm going to answer questions like, why listen to me? And of course, uh, you know, any questions about me, I'm more than willing to answer uh, at any point. But before we get started, uh, let me just tell you how you can find me on social media so I can kind of start building this brand and this podcast. Um, you can find me on Twitter at podcast underscore um, uh, hostile. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at jay dot hostile. And YouTube, which isn't up and running yet. The channel is there, but I have no content to actually put on there as of yet. That will be coming shortly, though, when I figure out where I'm going to land as far as am I going to do video and audio or just stick to the audio and just put random videos up. Um, you know, I'm still I'm still learning the game. Um, I'm going to see, you know, what everyone thinks. And once I start getting some subscriptions and, and you know, people who answer uh, my emails and such, um, give me any sort of advice. Uh, we'll go from there. Anyways, uh, that YouTube address is Jason Knight one nine. So that's J-A-S-O-N-N-I-T-E-19. And last but certainly not least, because this is the most important part of the show, is uh, I set up an email account. Uh, so that's going to be jay.hostile.environment at gmail.com. Um, basically, I set this up so that at any time, you guys can either send a question or a comment you know, whether it be love or hate, you know, I, I expect to read anything, um, and I'll read it on air. Um, you know, any questions you have for me, like I said, nothing's off limits, except for a few things that I'm going to get to in a couple of minutes. Other than that, uh, yeah, I'd love to get your emails. I'd love to respond, and I'd love to be interactive with you guys. I would love, you know, um, I, I'm going to take this very seriously. So I'm, I'm hoping to have a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to uh, entertain you guys at the same time. Uh, this is not going to be um, a, a show about me. Um, I'm going to tell you today a lot about me only because I want you guys to kind of get to know me, uh, so, you know, how I feel about things, my life, where I'm from, all this stuff, just so that in the coming episodes when I'm uh, doing things about sports or TV or movies or politics or whatever's hot in the news or, you know, God forbid, more COVID news because that's what we all need, um, at least you have kind of a feeling about me and, um, you know, I, I feel it's very important to get to know, like, I don't have the the option of being on television or being a celebrity or a sports star where you can watch Shannon Sharp uh, play for the Denver Broncos and win Super Bowls and then watch him get a job at Fox with Skip Bayless. Um, you know, you knew you, you like Shannon Sharp or you didn't. And, you know, he's got that platform. I don't have that. So what I need to do today is I need you guys to... Um, see who I am. So I'm going to open a bunch of doors. I'm going to tell a, a few things that are, 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 are somewhat private, um, you know, some good, some bad, but, you know, I'm going to lay it on the line for you guys and, you know, hopefully um, it's enough so that we can build some sort of rapport um, and we'll go from there. So now that the social media shit is out of the way, uh, I can kick off some personal items. Um, I can start right off the bat with introducing myself. Other than my name is Jay. It's actually Jason. Um, no one calls me Jason except for my mom and my wife when she's super pissed. She calls me Jason. Um, and yes, I did say wife, which means I did find a lady to take me in and clean me up. Um, we got married in 2005, so we're going on almost 16 years, which is pretty incredible. Um, I just turned 42 years old. I'm just under six feet tall, basically. I'm uh, probably uh, 20 to 30 pounds overweight, uh, but I've got one of those big body frames, so it's kind of hard to tell what my ideal weight would be, but I'm going to venture to be 210, 220, somewhere in that ballpark from my, my, my stature. Um, I, was, uh, I was skinny at one point, about a year ago. 
um, just before COVID hit, um, I actually went to uh, a great friend of mine, Nick. He got he had a shotgun wedding with his his uh, his fiance. Um, so we went to the Drake Hotel, um, my wife and I and all our friends, and we went and, and had a, a, a super night uh, at the Drake Hotel. And um, it was great because I was wearing a skinny shirt that my wife had bought for me that I wasn't a huge fan of when I saw it. Um, once I put it on, things changed. I, I noticed the change in my body from sticking to my diet and going to the gym and, and just eating healthier. Uh, I looked really good. And uh, a lot of people told me throughout the night and it made me feel great. Uh, it, uh, I was on the keto diet, which again, I am on right now. Uh, that started the day after my Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, and by the way, I said my Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're mine. I was the only fan in all of probably North America. No, maybe Toronto anyways. For sure, Pickering, where I live, but uh, there were no Bucks fans. Uh, for the longest time, I was the only one. I have a, a lot of merchandise that I've pissed away money on to prove it. Car flags, uh, banners, stickers, uh, helmets, uh, everything, jerseys, sweatpants, keychains. I got a lot of Buccaneers, um, well, my, my wife would call it garbage. Um, I call it uh, collectibles. I have a lot of shit, and uh, I love the Bucks. I have for a very, very, very long time. I was with my uh, my best friend Derek in 2002 when they kicked the, the shit out of the Raiders for the Super Bowl. Uh, I started loving the Bucks a long time ago. The orange uniforms are what started my love for them, and then I watched Mike Allstott play, and uh, that was it. He, he was just incredible, the best fullback I've ever seen. Uh, guy, guy was just an absolute animal. So um, I was a huge Mike Allstott fan, huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I was, I was pretty happy to see them win the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, I am a Brady hater. I'm not going to lie. I despise Tom Brady. I hated him in New England. I hated him for the cheating and the breaking the cell phone, uh, the deflate gate, the um, uh, um, spy gate, uh, everything else that goes along with the Patriots, uh, you know, Edelman on steroids. And it seemed like it was one after another thing with the New England Patriots. They, they had this dark cloud over them of cheating or getting away with stuff. But at the same time, they were smoking everybody and winning Super Bowls in a stupid easy division against three garbage teams, the Bills, the Jets, and who's the other one? Oh, the Dolphins. So the Patriots would just run over them all year. They'd have basically five free wins because they'd lose one game to one of those three teams. So basically five free wins, which had almost guaranteed them uh, a wild card spot. Uh, well, they win their divisions, so not a wild card spot. But anyways, nevertheless, uh, moving on. Um, uh, I, so yeah, so I hated Tom Brady. I'm not ashamed to admit it. He came to Tampa Bay. Um, everyone was pretty shocked. For my uh, 40th birthday, my wife took me to Tampa Bay uh, two years ago to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the San Francisco 49ers, uh, which was just about the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. I even cried a little bit when uh, the Bucks took the field and the fireworks went off and the uh, the the cannon shot off the pirate ship. It was just it, it was incredible for me. Um, we stayed at a beautiful little Airbnb. We went to Clearwater Beach in a rental car. I sat on the beach for the day. I got to go to Hulk Hogan's Beach Shop, which was another dream of mine that I couldn't believe was happening. You know, being in a big Hogan fan and being a big Bucks fan, doing it all in one weekend was just incredible. Uh, it was an, it was a great three days in Florida. Um, you know, being away from our kids, lots of sun, lots of beers, uh, lots of sex. That was nice. Problem now is, uh, at some point, I've got to repay that debt. Uh, she did something incredible for me for my 40th, and I'm going to have to repay that. I'm going to have to, maybe at 45 or 50, I'm going to have to maybe plan something that's pretty special for her as well. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Again, uh, any ideas, feel free to email, and uh, I, I would love some ideas because I'm, I'm running on empty here, but I have a few years to come up with something. Um, so anyways, uh, like I said, um, I got off track. So um, about me, I've got two lovely, uh, strong, smart, uh, independent daughters. One is age 21, uh, the other was 14. Um, my oldest is a college graduate, which I'm super proud to say that my wife and I, through our hard work, paid for everything. So she has uh, no student debt. She's debt-free. 
She has a car and uh, she's got a full-time job in the dirty schwa. Uh, she doesn't love her job. She doesn't hate her job, but it's a job and it's full-time and it's got benefits right now. So until she figures out where she's going to land in this kooky world, she's uh, she's doing good for herself. Um, the the thing is, she's her dream was always to be a police officer, um, more specifically a police officer on horseback, since as far back as I can remember, she wanted to be a cop on horseback. We would go to the Santa Claus parade, and she would be just enamored with uh, police officers, especially if they were females on horseback. She would just light up like a Christmas tree. It was, it was a great thing to watch. And we would go over and talk to the officers, and, and they would give her tips and, you know, Night, just they were they were always super polite and, and super respectful, and we got to pet the horses, which were always pretty great. Uh, the problem is, unfortunately, my daughter does have some underlying health issues uh, that were passed down genetically uh, from her family tree on my wife's side. Um, so the police officer thing is not off the table, but it uh, it's a bit of a long shot at this point. So you know, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but I'm going to say it's going to be a huge hurdle. And if she's going to do it, then it's going to it's going to take a lot of um, you know she's going to have to take, get on her medication, keep on her medication, and um, I, I mean, hopefully her body can stand it. But anyways, moving on, we'll see how it goes. Um, other than that, though, uh, like I said, she's she's 21 and she's been through just a boatload of shit in 21 years. Um, I'm, I'm so fucking proud of her. She's such a strong woman. Uh, I just love her more than I can possibly express. I totally give her, you know, a good 65 to 75% of the credit for getting my ass away from some awful people that I was hanging out with back in the day when my wife told me she was pregnant. And before that, I was hanging out with some pretty shady characters and we were doing some pretty stupid shit. Uh, you know, a lot of it was involved alcohol and, and, and you know, I'm not going to get into the things, but, you know, at that age, you do some stupid shit when you're young. And it just seemed like it was progressively getting worse every weekend. It was, you know, we, we'd push the mark just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And it, it was a dead end street. And I, I'm pretty glad that that that, uh, that street came to an end. As soon as my wife said she was pregnant, I said, you know what, I, I've got to put on my big boy pants and I've got to support, you know, um, my girlfriend and, and this child. So that's what I did. I immediately enrolled in college and I got a full-time job as soon as I graduated college for the most part. I think I had to wait like six months, but it was a very small window before I started my career, which unfortunately I'm no longer in, but I have found another career since then. I'll touch on that maybe either later on in this episode or possibly in episode number two. Um, just a, a quick sidebar to, um, you know, the, the horrible people I said I was hanging out with, by the way, um, it wasn't so much uh, horrible people. It was pretty much one guy. Uh, he was a complete disaster of a human being, still is. Um, he is in East York somewhere, and I don't know where. I just know that he's still around because he still tries tries to contact me through text messages. Uh, never through his cell phone. He goes on the internet and finds a way to send text messages through the internet. So I'll get these random 1664 area code and then, you know, a random number and then it'll be uh, a 17 paragraph text message from this guy talking about our past and how I still owe him for this or how, you know, he's successful and I don't know. Anyways, what I've decided to do to kind of separate myself from the pack of the other 18 million podcasters that are out there is I'm going to do what's called, um, I haven't decided officially what it's going to be called yet. I'm, I'm leaning on Tone Tales. Uh, this individual I was speaking of earlier, his name is Tone and he is a menace to society. He always has been since the day I met him. Uh, the first day I met him was he met me at my high school while I was taking my final exam and he was smoking in the school and when the gym teacher came and told him to get out of the school knowing he wasn't a student and he couldn't smoke in the school, obviously. Tone decided to pull the fire alarm. That's how I met Tone. Through a friend, obviously, but that's how I met Tone. And since that day, it never stopped. And when I say it got worse, it the, the stories that I'm going to be telling you, which is, uh, like I said, going to be called Tone Tales. And I'm going to do one a week. I don't want to burn them all out. I have a bunch, but I don't want to burn them out. So once a week, I'm going to tell either a Tone Tale or another uh, story or 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 uh, a piece of my life that 
should keep you guys entertained and you'll be asking yourselves questions like, well, there's no way that happened. And I can honestly say everything that I'm going to tell you on this story, whether it be just dialed up a little bit for embellishment for entertainment purposes, but the majority of the story is is absolutely 100% true. These, these did, did happen. Tone does exist. Uh, I never want to see him again. Uh, so other than that, um, so that's where we stand on that. So anyways, um, like I said, I, I, I want to reiterate, I think I've said it at least once, that this podcast is going to be about honesty. I'm going to be totally truthful about everything. I'm going to be very transparent. I'm going to just, you know, give my honest opinions. I'm going to try not to offend anybody, but if I do, it won't be on purpose. But this is an explicit podcast. There is going to be cursing. There is going to be talking down to, about people, uh, certain individuals, whether they be celebrities or um, who knows. Just I'm going to say everything and anything. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to try and offend anybody on purpose. But if it happens, say la vie. I mean, this is a podcast, and I can't help every. I can't make everybody feel good. You know, someone at some point, someone's going to get a little boo boo, and you know, man the fuck up and. You know, feel free to email me if you are. Um, anyways, um, so uh, like I said, I'm going to be totally transparent and honest, but there are a few items that I'm going to keep to myself that I don't want to divulge. Um, one of them being where my wife and I currently are employed. And I'm going to do that because I don't want any, short of, any sort of um, uh, backlash from my employer's because the way this day and age is, you say something offensive to somebody, somehow they find out who you are, where you work, and then they'll, you know, being keyboard warriors, they'll send a, a tweet or something to that company saying, this is what your employee said, rah, 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 and, you know, I can't, I believe the kids are calling it the cancel culture, um, which I find extremely disgusting that somebody on their couch can try and get somebody to lose their career or their livelihood just because they have nothing better to do or they're jealous or both or everything or, you know, I'm sure there's way more uh, factors into why people want to cancel somebody for something they might have said on Twitter 11 years ago. Um, anyways, moving on from that horseshit. Um, the other thing I'm going to try and keep to myself is my daughter's names. I will tell you their ages and I will tell you stories about them and I'm sure if somebody really wants to find out who they are, they really can. But I'm going to keep their names uh, private because they don't. Th this podcast has nothing to do with them. So the last thing I want to do is bring them into any. I I don't need my kid going to school and getting any sort of backlash because one of their friends heard about my podcast or heard something I said and takes it out on her. It's not fair. So I'm just going to keep the names. Um, I'll tell you my wife's name. I'll tell you my name, obviously. But my kids, you know, I'll tell you about them. But I think that's as far as it's going to go. Um, not a big deal. Uh, so anyways, um, so back to my 21 year old, I guess that's, um, I, like I said, I, I, I said, she's overcome a lot of shit and that's really no joke. She was bullied, uh, pretty severely through her younger school years. Um, so to say that she was somewhat of a recluse and depressed is, is somewhat of an understatement. Uh, things got better when she got to high school. Her social circle, social circle grew, and she started to, you know, develop some friendships. And she was getting her, she was getting her shit together and starting to have a good time. And then, pretty much the worst day of my life happened. Um, well, it was the worst day of her life for sure. Uh, top two of top three are me as uh, me as well. Um, I, she, er, she was stabbed. Let's just throw it out there. Easiest way to say it. She was stabbed at school. Uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's pretty much the worst phone call you can get is that, you know, your, your daughter has been stabbed, uh, which is exactly what happened. Um, uh, I, how do I, anyways, I dropped her off, uh, at school. Like I usually do in the winter when it's raining. So she doesn't have to walk the 20 minutes in the, in the cold. Drop her off, you know, peel away, run into the Timmy's to grab a coffee. Um, I'm pulling out of the drive-thru. And next thing you know, uh, I get a phone call from the uh, school secretary. But when I looked down at my phone screen, it said you know, her high school. 
on, on the display. And I was thinking to myself, that's pretty weird. Um, you know, my, my daughter has a cell phone and I just dropped her off five, six minutes ago. So I don't understand why she'd be calling unless it was to tell me that she'd forgotten her cell phone. So don't text her or something along those lines. Anyways, I answered the phone and uh, it was the secretary who happened to be somewhat of a family friend. And she said, Jay, uh, you need to get back to the high school or sorry, you need to get to the high school. Um, your daughter has been hurt. And I said, I don't understand how that's possible. I just dropped her off. And she said, Jay, uh, she was stabbed and you need to get here. So I went, uh, I peeled out of Tim Hortons as fast as I possibly could. And I started going down side streets at between 70 and 90 kilometers. Uh, I felt like Vin Diesel in one of his horrible car movies that he's made 400 of. But I eventually got to the school pretty, pretty quickly, actually. Uh, ran, ran through a red light or two, stop sign or two, pulled up onto the front lawn of the school, parked my, my vehicle right on the lawn, ran out, uh, ran up to the doors of the school to try and get in, where uh, when I pulled up, actually, there was police and paramedics, quite a few already there on the front lawn and outside the doors, which I thought was incredible because I, I didn't know how these people could get there so fast considering I was only four minutes away, but there was already a bunch of cop cars and some ambulances there. So when I got to the front door, there was an officer guarding the front door and he, he asked me who I was. I said, you know, my, my daughter's been stabbed. She's inside. I need to see her. He said, okay, uh, what's her name? And I, I said her name and he said, sir, uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I don't know who told you, but your daughter wasn't stabbed. Your daughter was actually the one who did the stabbing. And I said, that, that's, that, no, that's impossible. There's no way. No, I need to talk to somebody. He said, no, we're very busy. Um, please just you know, keep your distance sort of thing. Try to usher me away. Luckily, the doors from the school opened and the, the secretary, who was the friend, she came out and, and told the officer, no, the, the person who did the stabbing and my daughter happened to have the same first name. But my daughter was one of the children that was assaulted. So I went into the school with uh, this lady, um, I walk in, uh, walk through the doors, and it was like something out of law and order. There was police all throughout the school. There was uh, teachers trying to usher children into classrooms for the lockdown procedure. There was children running around. Um, you could tell that it was, it was, everyone was just scared. It was complete chaos. Uh, nevertheless, um, I, I, I went through, I walked through, uh, I walked into the school office, and my daughter was sitting uh, with a huge bandage on the back of her neck, sitting there, uh, my, my, I was immediately relieved because I knew, okay, she's, you know, she's not dying or, or you know, anything of that nature. So I immediately ran up to her and I wanted to just just grab her and, and just give her the biggest hug in the history of the world and just hold her tight. Thank God she was okay, but I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't know what was was going on. I didn't know where she had been hurt. So when I got there, all I did was lean down and, and, and I'm crying. I don't think she was crying. Um, I, actually, I know she wasn't crying, which is odd. I was crying. I was scared, but I was so overjoyed to see her. And I said, what, what happened? And she said, I, you know, I, I don't really know. I only know bits and parts. And a paramedic came over and asked me to, uh, to, to just leave for five minutes so he could talk to her and, and, and about her injuries and such. So I went in the hallway and I talked to the secretary and she had told me that, you know, obviously th this girl who had had some sort of like, I don't know, psychotic break, I guess would be the best term, came in, left, left her house in the morning with a kitchen knife in her bag and came into the school like a female fucking Michael Myers and just started randomly attacking people. Uh, she stabbed a whole bunch of people. Uh, apparently the night before she had posted something on social media that she was going to do something like this. No one believed her. Uh, she stuck to her word, came in and, and, and did some real damage. Thankfully, no one was killed, but uh, uh, she did, she did, uh, she changed quite a few lives that day and probably, and including her own, obviously. So, um, anyways, uh, long story short, um, she was stabbed in the back of the neck. So what had happened was my daughter had come in through the outside doors into a hallway. As she was coming into the hallway, uh, a, a billion people were running away, running towards her, away from what turned out to be this girl. 
Uh, my daughter said it was very reminiscent of a Black Friday sale in America. But uh, she, so she turned around to also join in running away. And as she was running away, the girl uh, who actually had bad cardio, thank God, because she had, my daughter was the last one to get stabbed. So she had already stabbed multiple people by this time. And I guess she was tired and didn't have the, the power to actually really do some damage. Because when she stabbed my daughter in the back of her neck, uh, an inch in any direction could have done some serious, serious damage, if not death. But turns out that she had only punctured her with the, with this, with the kitchen knife, which required six stitches at the end of the day. Um, eventually a teacher took the child down and held her until help arrived. I believe the, it was one of the same teachers who was also assaulted by this, by the student. So kudos to that teacher who I never actually got the name of. I heard different rumors, but different names. I never actually heard who took her down, but thankfully that, that teacher, that's a hero right there. That's a hero. So the, my daughter got the six stitches and, um, yeah, that's, that's, like I said, when I said she'd been through a lot, I mean, I know that's a little different than I, you probably expected me to say, but yeah. Anyways, um, so that's my 21 year old, um, in, in a nutshell, um, I can move on to my 14 year old who, uh, is just a superstar, but she's totally different than my 21 year old. They're night and day. My, my 14 year old likes to eat healthy. She's done gymnastics for, I'm going to say nine or 10 years. She did gymnastics before she got out of it and got into CrossFit where she's doing CrossFit five times a week for about, I want to say seven hours, roughly a week, but uh, it's pretty intense training, especially uh, for a girl at 14. She's, uh, she's incredibly impressive. It's, it's, it's great to watch her body transform into what, what it is now. She actually has a competition coming up on March 11th, the, the CrossFit Open. I'm pretty, pretty happy. Uh, she's pretty, sta pretty uh, stoked about it. Should be pretty cool to watch her work out. Um, but yeah, because, you know, things are different now between social media, the way it is now and the way it was when I was bringing up our first daughter, she didn't have all these outlets like the Snapchats and the TikToks and the Twitter and the Facebook and, and, and you can definitely tell that kids know a lot more now than they're supposed to know. And the attitudes of the children are totally different than they were through when I was growing up for sure. Absolutely a thousand percent. But even when my daughter was being brought up, she was always very respectful. And not to say that my younger one's not respectful, but there are flashes of things, certain things and attitudes that she has that, I mean, I, I don't know where she gets it. And it's, it's hard to pinpoint why or where this behavior comes from. But I mean, a perfect example of this behavior is, I don't know how many people saw this young lad uh, at Cam Newton's football camp or sorry, I think it was Greg Olson's football camp, but Cam Newton made an appearance. And this this young guy, this young kid who apparently wants to be an NFL superstar and was in, in, in like literally talking to one of the great quarterbacks of this era as far as, you know, what a stud this guy Cam Newton was. MVP took his team to the Super Bowl, won at Auburn, um, just an amazing quarterback. And this kid just starts disrespecting him calling him a loser and how he's going to be broke because he's a free agent and just barking at him and treating him like just, just horribly. And Cam Newton took the high road, just kept saying, you know, things like, you know, where's your dad? I want to talk to your dad. Kind of saying that, you know, if your dad taught you this, then I, you know, I can see where the behavior would come from sort of scenario. So anyways, yeah. So my 14 year old, um, she's fantastic. Um, she's unfortunately experiencing her first year of high school during the COVID era, which absolutely sucks because it's, you know, I mean, kids don't want to learn like three days a week from home, two days a week in school. It kind of sucks. And they're not, they're, the learning has definitely taken a dive as far as, you know, I watched her do a French exam, sort of, or not a French exam, but a French test. And it was a joke. It's not the teacher's fault. It, it's it's this it's the pandemic, and unfortunately, I mean, I I feel like this whole generation, the longer these kids are sitting at home and not 
experiencing what it's like to go to school five days a week and interact with teachers and other students and just have all the fun. But actually, the, the learning is obviously the most important part. I feel like this whole generation is going to take a, a you know a, a kick in the balls because what happens when they they don't have the skills because they never really are. To say they're not learning is not a correct statement, but to say they're not learning properly is probably the way I would go. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say about my 14-year-old. She's a typical 14-year-old girl. She's super pretty. She's super popular, and she loves CrossFit. Um, thankfully, she hasn't had any horrible life experiences like my older one. Uh, touch wood, she has no health problems as of yet, so hopefully it skipped a generation. Or Is that how it is? Anyways, I, hopefully it skips her. And, uh, you know, so touch wood on that. So now that I've covered my kids, I guess it's only fair to tell you the rest of the family, which are two uh, wiener dogs. We own two wiener dogs. So that, now that I'm saying that I have two dogs, uh, for future reference, I'm not going to be doing a shit ton of editing on this podcast. It's not that I don't know how. It's just that I feel like if I edit... Uh, too much of the podcast, then you won't get the actual feel for what it's like to be in a hostile environment, which is kind of what we all are in nowadays. But uh, seriously, if, if my dogs come down and you know you're going to hear the door slam or such like that, um, you know their nails hitting the floor, I'm just going to let it go. Um, if it's too bad, obviously I will stop and I will edit it. But for the most part, you are going to meet uh, Kimbo Slice and Princess Leia, two adorable. My wife calls them Dachshund, I call them Dachshunds, everyone calls them Wiener or Sausage Dogs. But yes, I am a 42-year-old man with two sausage dogs who I adore incredibly. We also have a bathroom fish, which in case you don't know, is a fish that my daughter asked for to keep in her room, my youngest daughter. Um, she asked for a, uh, a fish, so we went out and got her you know, the fish bowl and one of those blue beta uh, fighting fish or whatever they are. And within three or four days, my daughter said, I don't want this fish anymore. Can we just flush him down the toilet? I said, no, that's not how this works. I Not only is because, you know, it, it's a human life or a fish life, whatever you want to call it, but, you know, it doesn't teach you the values of, of taking care of a pet if after 48 hours or 72 hours, you're just like, meh, let's, let's get rid of it. So after that, he moved from her room into our um, powder room on our main floor of our home where he sits and that's all he does all day. He sits in the bathroom. So we call him the bathroom fish. And the highlight of his day is when the light goes on for someone to use the facilities and someone gives him a couple of his old tiny pellets. And that's that's his, that's his level of excitement for the day. So yes, so two wiener dogs, a bathroom fish. And then finally we have a upstairs rabbit. So upstairs rabbit is another beautiful story of my youngest daughter begging for what started out with, as a ferret. Uh, we did the research and realized that a ferret are six, seven to $800. Apparently they smell, apparently they're, they're, they're sneaky. And if you let them out of their cage, they can bugger off and fucking fire onto your bed or into like little crevices and they're hard to catch and they don't listen. So we quickly figured out that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for that sort of disaster nightmare of a pet. So we decided on our bunny. Now, we didn't officially decide on a bunny. We had decided that a bunny was where we were going to go if we were going to get her another pet, since the fish worked out so well. Uh, she was at CrossFit one day. I was at a plaza across the street from her CrossFit, walking around, trying to kill time, grabbing a newspaper. Um, went into the LCBO, grabbed some beer, came out, saw there was a pet store. I walked in, walked to the back of the pet store, and sure enough, they had six or seven just gorgeous bunnies. So my daughter got out of CrossFit. I said, hey, do you want to fire over to this pet store across the street? I, I, I saw they have some rabbits if you're interested. You know, again, her face lights up. She seems super happy. Went in. She picked a, a, a white bunny that was pretty much the softest animal I've ever touched in my entire life. It's like literally touching the inside of a pillow. Um, super, super cute. Super cute. I didn't think I would like the bunny. I've actually grown pretty fond of the little bastard. So uh, it started off in her room for about six hours until she realized that the bunny was throwing his sawdust and, and that onto her floor. So she wasn't a big fan of that. So we moved him into the hallway of the upstairs where all our bedrooms are. And that's where he lives now. He's called the upstairs rabbit. 
he has a whole section that he doesn't leave. He runs around upstairs and that's his, he just, he loves it up there. He sits on the bathroom vent in the upstairs washroom and the heat comes up and he falls asleep on the vent. Uh, gorgeous rabbit. Apparently I was supposed to get a rabbit that was much younger so we could train him because the rabbit that I got was, from what I'm told, I think it was around 28 weeks old and was a lot older than he was supposed to be when I got him. I, I don't know these things. Anyways, we we, I, I, we got him and I love him. He doesn't do much. He shits every eight seconds and he has vicious claws, but he's super nice and you know, he's an upstairs bunny. And that's that's what we've got. So we have two wiener dogs, a bathroom fish, and an upstairs rabbit with two daughters and my wife and I. So that is us. We live in Pickering. Uh, we've lived in Pickering uh, since 2004. We, no, 2005. We moved to Pickering in 2005, uh, just before I started my career, or just after I started my career, sorry. So uh, this is our third house in Pickering. We just left a... 29 square foot home that was about seven minutes away and moved into a much smaller house but it's super cozy and that's what we wanted we we figured out quickly that the property taxes in pickering were killing us at sixty six hundred dollars a year we didn't need all the space that we had we had lived with my grandmother we took her in when she started to get onset dementia and because of that we had to move out of our our cute little house that we started with back in 2005 so we moved into this giant house where after my grandmother passed, we just didn't need any more. We didn't need the space. And, you know, to, to be honest with you, the, the bills were piling up because, you know, a big house means big bills. Um, and, and something that seemed to always was going wrong. Every, every other week there was something to fix or something to, to buy or, or you know, a, a project. And it was just, it was just too much. So we just decided, you know, let's get rid of it. And we put it on the market a week before COVID hit. And let, let's just say that showing the house during COVID was a different experience. Buying a house during COVID was a different experience. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But somehow the real estate market is hotter than it's ever been right now, which is pretty incredible. Um, you know, hopefully there's an income to this pandemic. Um, I don't see one for right now. I believe we're all going to be wearing these horrible masks for the next probably eight months. I don't, I don't see how we're all going to get vaccinated in time. And, you know, I, I don't want to burden you guys with this because I'm pretty sure you're sick of hearing it. God forbid, you know, anyone's ever had COVID. Uh, my friend Nick did get it. He said that he slept pretty much for three weeks straight. He lost seven or nine pounds. Um, he had the sweats. He had extreme pain. So he definitely doesn't recommend getting COVID. So not that anybody would. But uh, if you do know anyone that's had COVID and has passed away, I'm sorry. But uh, it, it's, it's to the point now where we have to just suck it up. And you know what? I don't care if you agree with the mask or not. Just wear the fucking mask. Who cares? Like, for God's sakes. It, it sucks. I get it. It sucks for everybody. It's literally, you know, it, it's probably hanging on the mirror of your car. You throw it on. You go into a store. You fucking come out. You throw it back on your mirror. That's it. It's not all that hard. I've run into a few people, one at Costco, one at Subway the other day with my daughter, who were anti-maskers. So as, as much as I wanted to say something and as much as I was shaking with anger, not because they weren't wearing the mask, but because of the, the attitude they had when they were asked by the staff at the store to wear the mask or where their mask was, and a big smile, the one guy from Subway, oh, uh, I have health issues, so I'm not going to wear a mask. And just smiling at people like, like he was looking down on us, like he was so much better than us because he was fighting the man. So yeah, it made, it made me pretty fucking angry. And if my my younger one wasn't there, I I, I most likely would have turned this into a a world star hip hop moment. But who knows? So yeah, so here we are. Um, today being March first, um, almost a year to the day I think when um, North America started to really get hammered or we're getting very close to that date anyways so you know um just stay strong guys i mean we're getting through it it's it the, the, we're closer to the end than we are to the beginning at the end of the day 
So let's just suck it up. Hopefully everyone gets vaccinated and hopefully no one else perishes from this fucking virus that just refuses to go away. And now you got all these new variants and all this horse shit. I mean, I, I, I can't explain it, nor do I want to, nor do I want to try. What well, all I'm saying to everybody is, you know what, at the end of the day, just wear the fucking mask. It is what it is. So moving on, on to something a little more pleasant. Uh, let's go with, um, so I, I had said that I'd, I'd build social media accounts for this podcast. Uh, truth be told, I've only done this in the last 48 hours. So uh, there's not a whole lot to look at as of yet. But what I am going to do, uh, for the IG especially, is I'm going to take pictures of where I'm podcasting just to show you guys uh, that when I speak about certain things like movies and sports, I'm not doing it just because because uh, I want to do a podcast. I'm doing this because I'm a real fan. I am a huge movie buff, like massive movie buff. Uh, one of the pictures that you're going to see is of my movie shelf, which my wife hates because she says I've invested so much money in movies, which at the time seemed like a good idea. Now you can pick them up for 40 cents of a DVD. So in retrospect, she's probably right, but she hates it. She actually hates them, but I have them and there's a shit ton of DVDs here. Um, you know, I also have a streaming box so I can actually watch all these movies on my streaming box. But nevertheless, I have them in hard copy. So if the internet ever does go down, we can still, and hopefully the power doesn't go too, but hopefully we can just uh, throw a DVD into the Blu-ray player of the Sony PlayStation and uh, watch some of my all-time favorites. I have um, more than enough sports memorabilia laying around, not just Buccaneers stuff, but uh, just a lot of other garbage. And I, I call it garbage because I'm kind of trained to say garbage now because of the wife. Uh, I, I love the stuff, but, you know, you know how it is, guys. You have a whole bunch of stuff that you love and you refuse to throw away, but your wife probably hates it and makes fun of it. So it is what it is. I have a lot of that shit. Um, so how about... So I, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about everything and everything. So right off the bat, I mean, I'm just going to say a few things. Like I, I've told you about me and my wife, a little bit of my wife, my kids, my dogs, my pets. Um, I told you about my likes and dislikes, I'm, and I'm obviously going to divulge more as, as, as the episodes grow, but uh, right now I just want to uh, touch on a few things that are, are, are pretty relevant. Um, one of them being, um, and they're all TV shows for the most part, um, let's start with WandaVision. I'm a huge Marvel guy, uh, love Marvel, love DC, love comic books, love superheroes. I am a Superman fan true and true, um, through and through, Superman guy all the way. Um, yes, Batman has his number in more than one occasion, uh, but Superman's the fucking man, and you can't tell me any different. Uh, uh, so I've seen every movie there is, just like pretty much every other comic book buff out there. But this WandaVision, I'm really not sure about. I, I, I really, I, I think we're six episodes in or eight episodes in, and I'm, I, I just, I still don't like it. I'm trying. Um, I like the Vision character. I like the Wanda character. I see where they're going with some of the other characters as far as getting their powers. Um, but I, I really don't like the, the girl who used to be on Two Broke Girls. I really don't like her as an actress. She really bothers me. I don't like the fact that it seems like they're really dragging this out. And they're not even approved for a second season yet. So I don't understand how they're going to wrap all this up so quickly. Because I think they're only uh, I think they're only 12 episodes they're, they're given the green light for. But... I mean, it's Marvel and it's Disney, so they can green light them forever and that'd be fine. But, I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, if you're Marvel fans or Marvel haters, obviously you would be watching. But if you're Marvel fans, what do you think about Wanda? Do you, do you like it? Do you understand it? I mean, I know there's a lot of what they call Easter eggs. And if you really pay attention, which I find it very hard to pay attention to that show because it's just not entertaining. But I'm, 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 I'm powering through it. I'm watching every episode, and I'm, I'm hoping something big is going to happen and, and you know, hopefully be a little bit more entertaining than it is right now. Um, how about the Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is due to drop in, give or take, three weeks. I am super hyped for this. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the original Justice League movie was a solid 6.5 out of 10. I didn't really enjoy it. A lot of people didn't. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did, but I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. But uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Zach, Zach Snyder was the original director for the Justice League, had some sort of family tragedy and had to drop out of the project and it was taken over. And the result was what we saw in the theaters. 
Zack Snyder had his own vision for the Justice League movie with Darkseid and a few other things that are, are, are uh, apparently going to be surprises for us. So we are going to see Darkseid, which is pretty great because he's, he's a pretty kick-ass villain. So I'm, I'm hyped for this because um, as much as I didn't think I was going to like Ben Affleck as Batman, I do. I don't like the actual Batman in the suit, but I like Ben Affleck in as Bruce Wayne, especially is why I like Ben Affleck. Um, never been a Flash guy. Um, Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. She's beautiful, and um, she plays the Wonder Woman pretty well. But that Wonder Woman 1984 really took a fucking beating as far as my love for that character. <laughs> that movie was absolutely awful. So yeah, so uh, Justice League drops in about a month, less than a month. I'm pretty jacked for that. Hopefully you guys are too. Um, what else? What else? What else? The Mortal Kombat movie. How about that? Um, that comes out April 16th. I am very much looking forward to that. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. All three of my girls, my wife and my girls are. We we, uh, we used to play Mortal Kombat together. Uh, we used to play the Mortal Kombat versus DC game, which was incredible for PlayStation 3, I believe it was. We st we played that until the disc almost like turned into dust. We played all the time. It was an awesome game. Uh, the movies were amazing. Well, the first movie was really, really super cool. I remember being in the in the the theater with some of my buddies. I want to say we were probably around fourteen, thirteen, and before the movie had started, we were so hyped that we were practicing uh, Mortal Kombat fatalities in the front row of the theater for everybody. Um, pretty sure they were laughing at us, not with us, but. You know, it was what it was, and my love for Mortal Kombat has not gone down, even after that awful second movie, Annihilation, which never should have been made, um, and it's pretty much what killed the franchise. Um, not sure how many of you guys have seen the uh, fan trailer. I don't, actually, I don't even think it was a fan trailer, but it was a trailer that was put out about 10 years ago with Michael Jai White uh, about a prospective Mortal Kombat movie that should have been made, and that trailer was super cool. So if you want to go onto the YouTube and check it out, you can find it pretty easily. It's about five or six minutes long. It's it's very well done. And if Mortal Kombat had been made through that trailer, I think I think the franchise would have taken a, 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 a positive turn as opposed to waiting another 10 years. And finally, this movie gets greenlit. And here we are a month away from it. And uh, apparently the trailer broke all kinds of records for a most viewed trailer of all time on RedTube and some other platforms. So that's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, how are you guys with Superman, other than the fact that he's the greatest? Uh, how's that new show working out for you guys? Uh, I think we're only one episode in. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, I think it's really... Okay, so the special effects aren't that great. Superman himself isn't all that great. But I like where the show is going. I like the spin on it. I do like the fact that... Superman has kids and a wife and his mother and father are both gone and he is all alone trying to be a parent. I mean, like I said, we're only one episode in, so I'm not going to lay up, put all my chips in the middle and say that this is the next great CW show because God knows they've had a whole bunch of bad ones, including Batwoman, which is terrible. But uh, I'm giving this a chance. We're one episode in. The second episode is actually tonight, I believe, tonight or tomorrow. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll give my update on the second episode um, after it airs. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, as for my personal interests, I am a Toronto Maple Leaf diehard fan. Not so much since the pandemic. I feel like the pandemic has kind of sucked my sucked my life, or, or sorry, sucked my love for sports out somewhat. Um, you know, the Jays and the Raptors and and everyone and, and the Leafs. It just isn't the same. So I am a Jays fan, also hardcore Jays fan, and. Uh, I cheer for the Raptors. I'm glad they won the NBA championship uh, two years ago. Truth be told, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I will be talking basketball throughout this podcast. Uh, there, There is a lot to talk about, and it is one of the most exciting sports out there. I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I'm very well-versed as far as I, I can give an opinion on a lot of subjects. Um, you know, LeBron, Shaq, Jordan, Barkley, you know, the major stuff like that, the Devin Bookers, the Damian Lillards. Um, you know, if shit comes up, I'm absolutely going to touch on it. <clears throat> and I'm sure if I make a mistake, someone will call me out because that's just the kind of culture we live in nowadays. So we are 49 minutes in, and I think this is a good place to stop for today.
but what I do want to do is thank you guys very much for giving me the opportunity to speak to you. And like I, I had said, I have said, this is not going to be a podcast about my life and everything like that. But I wanted to give you guys a, a, a piece of me before we get started so that you know where I'm coming from. And like I said, feel free to ask questions. Ask me anything you want. I will answer it. And I will tell you more about my life as it comes. I will tell you where I, what I've been doing uh, for the past 20 years as far as employment. Um, let's just throw it out there now. I was a correctional officer for 12 years. Um, so for those of you who don't know what a correctional officer is, it's a, it's a jail guard. Uh, the things I saw in 12 years and the people I met and the things I've done, I'll be touching on all of this. And there was some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, I almost died. It's uh, it's something I'm. Uh, it still haunts me to this day that I I was uh, I almost died. Um, I also had to cut a guy down who 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 died in my arms, who was hanging. So, um, but we'll touch on all that. But needless to say, um, I don't miss those days. So, 51 minutes in, I think this is a great time to to cut it off. But like I said, I want to thank you guys, and hopefully this you'll give me a chance to at least um, get into some real, real meaty subjects as far as what's going on in the world, whether it be sports or politics or whatever. And we can build this together. And, um, you know, the bigger I get and the, the, the more interactive you guys get with me, the further I can take this. And believe me, I'm willing to go all the way with this. I would love to. And I would love to entertain you guys for as long as you'll have me. So this is the end of the first hostile environment podcast with your boy jay and thank you so much and i will talk to you very shortly